Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back. This is the 49er Faithful UK show. My name is Lee Gowland and I'm your host. On tonight's show, I'm joined once again by Naji Karar, Gareth Ellis and Connor Stroud, who all joined me on the preview show for the Eagles game on Sunday night. Good evening, guys. Good evening. Hello. Evening. Okay, so on Sunday night, primetime football, the Eagles came into Levi's and handed us our second defeat of the season in what was a terrible game. So I, I imagine we're going to go through the same names We've all got the same list of people we want to talk to. So, Naji, do you want to start us off with Nick Mullins and what was an absolute terrible showing from the quarterback? Yeah, there's uh, there's no point hiding it. There's no point beating around the bush too much. I think he plain and simply lost us the game uh, all by his lonesome. Um, that was probably the, one of the worst quarterback display I've seen in in, in quite some time since uh, perhaps James Winston has left the Buccaneers. Um, yeah, it was bad. It, it was bad. And even though it was bad, there was still a chance we could have won it had he just not kept on being bad the whole game. And unfortunately, he just couldn't get out of his way. And, it, it, you know, after talking about it and talking about Jimmy, and he just showed us why he's a backup QB. And, um, it could be just one game, it could be the nerves, it could be prime time, it could be hearing about his name mentioned as a starter. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I'm sure he's, he and us want to forget about this um, as soon as possible. But it hurts because we could have won this game so easily. Um, I think there's a lot of positive. Let's not get too down on, on one guy. I'm sure we, we're going to talk about it, but... Yeah, there was a lot of positive in that game. Um, and I think that's what hurts the most is we lost by five points. We we should have blown them up. Um, they're not a good football team and, and, and we made them look good, um, which is very disappointing in prime time, unfortunately. What do you uh, do, you guys? I mean, I feel a bit deflated after two massive win in New York. Uh are we actually a bad football team? I think that's what everybody's thinking about now. Well, I don't think we need to worry about a quarterback controversy anytime soon anyway. Um, mm. I, I think we good. have one. It's just that it's a controversy who's going to be back up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, that is true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, it, was, it was quite strange because obviously uh, Bethel came in and on the face of it, I suppose you could say he looked quite good, but they were playing extremely soft, probably too strong, yeah. soft, really. Um, and then when it came to the, the final few plays, obviously the, the offensive line crumbled a little bit and uh, he was forced to make a few of those and he actually nearly did make the, the final throw as well I think George Kittle might have just nudged it away from the hands of, of Debo Samuel um, on second look but yeah I mean I think the, the writing was on the wall a little bit almost for Nick Mullins quite early on in the game he missed a throw to uh, Carl Juszczyk I think he was out on the left side and he had a chance and he looked like it was going to be a chunk play if not a touchdown and he missed that and it almost felt like um, primetime jitters and uh, never really looked the same after that I thought uh, first drive of the second half, we got it going again. I thought, yeah, we should kick on from here. But it never really happened. And then there was the forced fumble, and then there was the pick six, and, and, and really then. I don't think Carl Shanahan was left with much choice. Gareth? Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, what a difference a week makes, eh? 
mm-hmm. um, from from what we were talking about with with Mullins's performance against the uh, in, against the Giants. I do think I mean there's 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 no escaping it was a it was a bad performance. But I also you know I remember you know Jimmy this time last year Jimmy made a few daft interceptions. And we were like, well, you can't judge him on one or two bad throws. And I think there is there is potentially that, um, you know, we, we're doing the same to Mullins. He, there was a beautiful pass, that sort of 40-yarder uh, right into Kittle. He did get the ball out quickly. I, I do think, you know, having, having watched the game, he had so much pressure in his face for pretty much all the game. Um, I think that's obviously rattled him. I mean, that's the, that's the lot of an NFL quarterback. Uh, but I'm sure that that didn't help. But yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the short-lived controversy is over. Um, we, we can all see why why Mullins is 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 a backup, uh, and and that's probably about the limits uh, of his ability. Um, and yeah, we, we've we've got to put this game game to bed and, and and move on to the next one. I think beyond beyond Mullins, obviously, we're looking forward to getting Jimmy back and, and seeing what Jimmy can do with with Kittle and and Ayuk. My my concern has been our uh, inability to get that dominant run game go going again. I think every defensive coordinator's spent the uh, uh, spent the sort of COVID lockdown period looking at things like the NFC Championship game uh, and saying, okay, how do we stop the Niners running? And I think for the most part, you know, the Eagles showed how to do that. I think the Cardinals had some luck with that. Um, and other than a few big chunk runs that we've got in, our, our run game has never really got going and got established. Uh, I think part of that is on the offensive line. But part of that is is Shanahan's got to work his way around that and say, OK, guys have figured out what we were doing last year and have figured out how to stop us. Um, and I think that's that's really what I want to see us fix. Uh, and we've got to fix it quickly in the next couple of games or the, the season's going to get away from us and we're going to face some much, much better teams. Uh, I don't know what you uh, what you both think about that. But I, I think beyond sort of, you know, Mullins and, and with Jimmy G back, it's getting that run game going. So I, th- I think part of the problem with the run game is that we're missing both Mustard and Coleman. Mm. Yeah. So we've only got the two backs that aren't, aren't getting rested as much as what they have been getting rested. And I think that makes a huge difference to the way Shanahan's run offence works. He, he likes to switch them out uh, often to keep the defence um, wondering what type of running back they're going to get. So I think that's part of the problem. Um, run blocking, I think there's gaps there. I mean, we still ran for 116 yards on Sunday night. So it's not as though that they completely shut us down. No, forty of those yards were on Ayuk's touchdown. So that and was classed we, as a run, was it? Because I thought yeah, the ball so went forward. Yeah, we no, it was a run. A play away, and that and that's it. I think I I kind of agree, but I also think it's, it's too soon to say though our run game is gone. Um, we missed Kittle for two day for two games. He's a massive part of our run game. We missed Debo for three games now. He's a massive part of our run game. We miss Ben Garland for two games. He's a massive part of our run game. We're missing Mostert and Coleman. So basically, we have not had the whole team uh, since basically week one. And week one, uh, without preseason, is very hard to judge what um, what we are capable or not capable to do. I think I think the offensive line is still searching for who they are. Uh, I th- I, I know I I hear you know Gareth saying about the line. I read a little bit about online, and I kind of disagree that they have they're they're playing bad. I don't think they're playing great, 
which is not helping. I think uh, we touched on it. I think McGlinch is really struggling, um, but not to the point where I'm I'm worried about it. I think I think the Eagles' D line is extremely talented, and I think mm-hmm. they just really showed that they were good and 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 they were the the best unit on the field on Sunday. I think, but um, I think it's a, it's more of a, everything. Um, because I've watched a little bit of All-22, which um, for people that don't know is the wide angle uh, that the coaches get after the game, showing all 22 players on the pitch at all times. So they zoom out, there's no sound. And it shows you um, from the sideline and from the end zone. And the, the gaps were there on Sunday. I just think Jet, and we talked about it, I think Connor you touched on it, isn't a first down back. And I agree. I think... He's not like Mostert. He won't put his foot down and just go. He, he seems to be looking for the hole and not letting the play develop, which makes blocking mm. extremely hard. Um, the game in the NFL is so fast. If people have to guess where you're going, um, it, you know, it's all timed. If, if you're out of time, it doesn't work. So... I think Jet needs to do a better job on that. Um, but he's, you know, it's his third game in, in this, you know, fourth game in this offense. Um, it, it, it takes a lot of minute. Um, I'm not overly concerned, um, but you, you're right that it has to get better if we mm. want to win games, for sure. I, I've, you know, what, I, what I've seen a few times is is that quick pitch off to the running back, which we, you know, we have been good at with the running back finding that edge and getting around the tackle, uh, the offensive tackle. Um, and off into open field where, you know, you've got Kittle and Juszczyk laying the road for them. Um, and the amount of times this season we've seen that play happen, and as soon as the running back gets the ball, there's three defenders in the backfield and they're right on him. The best thing you do is you, you go sideways and, and, and out of bounds um, for a three or four yard loss. And, and maybe I'm maybe I'm overemphasizing it, but, you know, I just I seem to have seen that a lot this year. And I yeah, I think I, I genuinely think that's mi- because we're missing Debo. Um, I think you know blocking on the outside as a wide receiver is you know, a massive part of our game. Our wide receivers aren't just ball catcher, and I don't think Trent Taylor is playing well at all. Mm. Um, we, we really need to have maybe a talk about that. But um, I don't think Kedring Borg and, and Trent Taylor are the best blocker. But now that Debo's back, I think I think those play will work. I think now that Kittle's back, full strength. I think this play will, will look a lot better. But I also think you touch on it. I think people are, know what's happening a little bit more and maybe Carl needs to adapt um, these stretch plays and, and and do something else. Yeah, I think it looks good as well for Raheem Mostert. It looks like he could return um, this weekend, which will be a massive bonus, I think. Yeah. Um, you touched on it, you're right. I think what you're saying, um, I mean... People watch back watch about the playoffs really, um, and you get a good indication of the Niners' run game, and it was it was brutal during the playoffs. And um, I think you're, you're right in what you say. The um, head coaches would have had a look at that, defensive coordinators would have had a look at that, and um, and probably figures out a little bit. But Raheem Mostert back potentially week five. Um, I think things should start looking up again. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing we can't fix, and that's that's I suppose why. Certainly, I found sort of early Monday morning so so frustrating because I just know we can play so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let's quickly go back to the O line and Mike McGlinchey because we had we had this conversation just before you joined the uh, call, Najee. 
And yeah, Mike McGlinchey was absolutely shocking against the pass on Sunday night. But the thing is, Mike McGlinchey is still one of the best run-blocking offensive linemen in the NFL. And, and purely because of that, at the moment, he just about warrants his first-round pick. But he needs to improve in pass protection because he is really poor in pass protection. Yeah, I agree. I think he's not up to standard. That's not to say that he's playing awful. I think there's way worse tackle in, in the league. Um, and I've watched I watched the the pick, the first pick that Moulin's throw, um, and he's got pressure from Maglinchy in his face. But look, if you if you pause about a second before he gets hit, the pocket's clean. If if Mullen steps up and rides the pocket like a good quarterback should do, um, McGlinchey being beat on his, you know, that's not his blind side. He should see that guy coming. So I'm not sure all of the woes that Mullins has, has given us and, and Jimmy as well and the sacks are all on, on McGlinchey solely. Um, I think I think both of our quarterback and, and maybe CJ, if, if Jimmy can't play on Sunday, have to be a better job of navigating the pocket. I mean, if we look at the top, you know, the top five quarterback in the league at the moment, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, Mahomes, um, Rogers, um, Lamar Jackson, and I, I don't know who's the fifth in this, maybe Doug Prescott. If you look them in the pocket, they'll climb, they'll move around, they'll buy time. You can't be a sitting duck like Philip Rivers and, and Tom Brady and, and just invite pass rush because that's just too easy, especially for a stellar. Uh, D-line like like the Eagles have and, and the amount of experience and talent that they have. It's just it's just too easy for them. So yeah, I agree. Maglinchi just needs to step up. But I think it's just one step. So he's not that far off. He, he did have a poor start, I think, to last season uh, and, and got it sorted out. And, and obviously Trent, Trent Williams had quite a poor game and maybe it's one of those situations if with the O-line as a unit, if if one guy has a has a poor game, you can you can maybe cover it up with the others. But as soon as perhaps two guys have that off game, you know the whole unit begins to look poor. So so I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that is just a just a glitch and and we get chance to to fix it for the Dolphins. Yeah, I think over the the first three games, Trent Williams hasn't come up against a defensive line as quick as the Eagles, mm. and I think it showed that one year he's had out where he hasn't played. Yeah. Yeah, I think his reaction just wasn't as good. And, and that's why he had that bad game. Uh, I would imagine by the end of the season, he's a completely different player again. Uh, and based off the first three games, where we all thought he was absolutely excellent, mm. by the end of the season, he should be playing back to his all-pro potential. Uh, I'm saying potential, he is an all-pro. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about Trent Williams. I'm not particularly worried about Mike McGlinchey. And the point I was trying to get across before wasn't, the fact that it was the O-line causing Nick Mullins' uh, problems, because let's face it, he had an absolute stinker. Mm. Um, some of the passes, some of the passes that he actually um, got to the receiver were poor as well. If it wasn't for the likes of Kittle fighting for the ball, there may have been some more interceptions there. The second interception, Jesus Christ, what on earth was he thinking? The the turnaround said, "Oh, well, he didn't see the linebacker coming up in into his view." The linebacker didn't move. He threw the ball straight at him. <laughs> the, the linebacker yeah. was just no. Stood there's there. Absolutely no excuses, especially for the last one. The first one I can sort of kind of maybe understand it, even though it's in a red zone, you can't take that kind of risk. 
you've got to come up with points. Um, but the last one, if you, uh, by all means, people, if you have Game Pass, go watch a game. Put, click on all 22 and watch the pick. It, there is five eagles and one niner, and he throws a ball. And it's not even close. It's 20 yards away from him. Um, no, absolutely shocking. Um, I, can, I can only imagine it's jitters, and it's just the, the one bad day, and it just happened to be that Sunday. Yeah, I, I think he'd been reading too much uh, news reports during the week and a contra uh, quarterback controversy. I think that's what it's been. Yeah, maybe. You know, if we remember last year at training camp, Jimmy had a day where he threw five picks in a row and everybody yeah. was on about it. Maybe it's just one of those days. It happened to Jimmy at training camp. That's what you want, right? It happened to Mullins on Sunday Night Football on NBC in front of I don't know how million people. So, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Um, it's very unfortunate, but I think I think we need to talk about the positive because if I tell if I talk to you if you don't know about football about the game and you don't know the result and I tell you that we outgained them 150 yards we had 25 first down to 18 of their first down that Kittle would catch 15 passes for 183 yards um, that Ayuk could score another amazing touchdown that Debo would have. Um, his return and made an impact. That McKinnon would score his fourth touchdown in four game. That we had a pick by Al-Shair of all people. That we had um, Jamal Taylor, um, number 47, coming for one snap and get a, ta uh, a, a sack. If I tell you all of this, you wouldn't think that we lost this game. And that's a harsh reality. So I think, let's talk about uh, a positive. What do you think is the biggest one, Connor? Yeah, um, I suppose the the biggest positive, if anything, is that um, although we did a lot of things wrong, we still nearly won the game. Um, CJ Bethard on on the uh, the two point play, he probably could have run it. I think um, he had a, tried to hand off to Kittle um, at a short pass and didn't quite make it. And he could have probably run in, and then it would have been a field goal game. And then we might not have had to go for the onside kick. And and then there's a the chance you um, you go down the field and you at least send it to overtime. So I think that's the biggest positive that although we did a lot of things wrong in the game. Um, we still had a chance to win it, and we, we really, really should have. But um, I suppose that's we're two and two now, and we've got two chances. I think two big chances to get back on the get back into the positive four and two, and then and then it really starts to get um, serious this season. I think. So what I saw on Sunday night was um, quite quite surprising, and it appears that everybody else has missed it as well. Our number one tight end, the, the best tight end in the NFL. If you look closely, you'll notice that C.J. Beathard didn't come into the game in the fourth quarter. It was actually George Kittle, a quarterback. He would take the snap, throw the ball, change uniform and run down and catch his own pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I saw, I thought of, when I saw Bethard come on. I said, they're like twins. Yeah. And I think that explains it. <laughs> it was actually George Kittle taking the snaps. <laughs> it's, it's either that you were fairly sleep deprived by then, Lee, it sounds yeah. like. I was definitely fairly sleep deprived. <laughs> Live the private angry, but yeah, what a performance by the man himself. Uh, I think, I think there is absolutely no question in the world that George Kittle is the best tight end in the league, and uh, I don't think it's even close anymore. I don't think Kelsey is touching him by it's it, it's a country mile how good how, how much better Kittle is. What a performance! Yeah. Fifteen catches, hundred and eighty-three yards. He just caught everything. He had the mini Saints run with a face mask and everything again. He's just a joy to watch. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, it's, and it, you know, it's, a, 
it's exciting seeing these guys. Obviously, there's 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 Ayuk's uh, run. Um, oh, wow. as I, think, yeah. I think it was class with his uh, uh, leaping over, which reminded me of one of those sort of uh, old Sega platform games where you have to jump <laughs> over things. Um, it was it was just like that. And I think you know, with Debo coming back and getting getting back into the game, Debo uh, Debo Ayuk, uh, Kittle, uh, McKinnon. Uh, use check uh, yeah i mean it's it's looking good we've we've got to put it all together uh because this this is the best offense we've we've had in years in just in terms of those individual players and and yeah it's exciting and and we want to see them all come together and hopefully hopefully jimmy coming back and and the o line just you know removing those those small mistakes and 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 upping their game a little bit um we we can start having the offense carrying the team. I think a, a positive as well was, you know, we're, we're not getting blown out and we're, you know, our defense has just taken a, you know, an absolute battering. We, you know, we've had K1 Williams, I think has gone on uh, um, uh, IR this week. He's and, gone it, IR, but he's, he doesn't need surgery, which, which is good. He's got, yeah. um, he's going to miss a, a bit of time with an MCL sprain. Yeah. We lost answer with a biceps there. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. But that's, we that, are, on the wrong end of the luck at this this stage, yeah. But what we see now, I think you know, obviously Warner has been been inspirational and the leader. Uh, Quan Alexander had a good game, um, but I think you know, hats off to Salah for for getting the defensive unit to to work as well as it is. And I and I think it's it's players like Warner um, and uh, 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 Tart and others who are helping those guys around them um, organise organized themselves Warner's in, uh, interception last week he immediately credited it to to Tart and said he told me exactly where that ball was going so I knew exactly where to be to intercept it so you know it, it's good to see that for all the injuries our defense is is holding us together and still holding us in games so potentially in the next two games we may not no longer have Salah Oh, are you thinking about a Houston? The, the Houston Texans, move? yeah. I mean, Bill yeah. O'Brien's just been fired. <laughs> about uh, time, I would say. But <laughs> yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise us if the interview. Yeah, no, that's it's a possibility for sure. Um, although I'm, I'm pretty sure the the whole unfinished business um, part of the whole revenge tour, even though feels like a long, long dream at the moment. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it'll go. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the kind of job you turn down, unfortunately. And exactly. it would be a shame to. Yeah, it'd be a shame to lose him. Um, I don't know. The Texans are in shambles at the moment. They don't even have a GM anymore because O'Brien was a GM <laughs> as well as the head coach. Um, so I don't know. I don't know which route they'll go. I think. I think it'll probably be more somebody that the uh, the chairman likes and somebody else, rather than somebody brand new to kickstart i think they'll just look at finished finishing the season and move on next year maybe uh, they've got yeah they've got romeo crinell as a as their interim which um has been a head coach before so we'll see it, it would be a shame but yeah um, it's not out of the realm of the possibility and yeah, we see him go yeah it sounds like it's a job for experienced head coach though i think rather than the first mm. First time head coach, especially going to an organization that will have no GM. They probably need to find the GM first. No have, GM, no first big for a yeah. couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. tough. I wouldn't take it. I'll take the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think you 
another positive, and you just touched on it, I think one of the much better game, um, kind of game that we want to see out of him, leading the tackler, um, being present everywhere and, and following the running back. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, another good thing. I, I think we're ramping up on defense. I think Hyder had a, another great game. I think DJ Jones had another great game. Um, Dion Jordan had a good game. Armstead had a good game. So, I think you're right. Our defense is stacked. In a league that scored 90 points per game, it seems, at the moment, um, holding everybody at about 20, 25 is, is pretty good, I think, this day and age. Um, and getting burnt on one play by... Uh, a backup of backup, you know, Dante Johnson is not a starting quarterback, uh, cornerback, sorry. And and we know why. And I don't think it lost us the game. It's just um, one of those, isn't it? I think Wentz had a really good game, which yeah. we talked about it, didn't we, Connor? I think you, you said it. And it's just, uh, he, he had a good game. He had to do what he... We just needed Mullins to have that kind of game. And it, it would have been an absolutely torch blowout um, 50 burger and all that um but yeah what a shame yeah i think that's the frustration really isn't it um mm-hmm. we kind of knew he was going to show up eventually and um it happened on sunday now, although i don't think you i don't think he was outstanding by any means i think no. he had a, a good game um i just wonder if if we're starting to come into a situation now where we're struggling a little bit against mobile quarterbacks um mm-hmm. obviously kyla murray um in week one and now again i mean he's not by no means he's the most mobile quarterback in the nfl but he can he can move and there was a couple of um big plays he made uh, with his feet I don't know what you guys thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's yeah, a big hole there, isn't there? And, and quarterbacks are finding it. It's a concern. It, it, unfortunately, it's because of the way we play defense. We we are mainly a zone a zone defense, and when you play zone, it's going to be a, a lot easier for, uh, for for quarterbacks to to run. Um, the only way you can stop that is go man and have a spy. Uh, and have somebody like Quan or or Fred Warner basically chasing quarterbacks around. But unfortunately, that's not what we do. We just got to do a better job of containing. Um, it's difficult when you rush four and four on five all line. You know, it's difficult to keep those lane contained. And, and yeah, it's got. I think it's going to be a struggle. I just just purely because of the way we play defense. And I think we're just going to have to take it on the chin and and say, look. If you're gonna beat us with your legs, then then I think that's what we go for. You know, the mentality of this defense is to never give up the big plays, um, uh, and it just doesn't really happen apart from that one, right? In four games, uh, which is quite good. Um, it's just not gonna happen very often that a, a quarterback is gonna run for 200 yards and beat you. It's just not gonna happen. So I'll take it. I think it's it's part of the system. Is but we do need to do a better job for sure. Yeah, definitely. Right, thanks, fellas. Um, it was a pretty crap game to review, but it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it was good to see the flag in the stadium. I, I need yeah. to find out whose it is because we have a few of those flags over in the States. Um, I actually think the 49ers actually have one of our flags. Um, I know where one of them is, so there's one other that I'm not quite sure who has it. Um, so I'll just send off a few messages to find out who put it in the stadium because it was good to see that. Yeah. Better representation. Yeah, definitely. Always good. Okay. Um, thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. We'll be back on Friday with the preview show for the Dolphins game. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcast when they are released. 
Also check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49er Faithful UK. Until Friday, stay safe and go Niners. Good night, Niners. San Francisco 49 is deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner deep Clark Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick We're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget